Welcome to the Magic on the Inside podcast by the Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old-fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. Welcome to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. This is Sarah, your head magic maker here at the Sisters Enchanted, and I am talking with Anna, my co-founder of the Sisters Enchanted, and our student success sorceress. This is episode 49, where we are talking about choosing your first tarot deck. This is a question we get quite frequently. We are gearing up to teach our annual live version of our super easy quick start learn to read tarot tarot throwdown class in May for our birthday month. And we're getting this question left and right. So I've got Anna joining me and we're going to chat on how to choose your first or next tarot deck. Listen in. Hey, Anna. Hey, Sarah. I'm so sick of social distancing. I am too. Because I'm sick of talking to you on Zoom and not next to me in my comfy chair. It's not the same. My comfy one and a half person chair. That's what <laughs> it is. It's size for one and a half people. I don't know what that means exactly, but. I'd like to think that together we're one and a half people, but we probably exceed the maximum <laughs> weight limit. <laughs> of one and a half people for my one and a half chair. <laughs> It is cozy when we sit here next to each other and we like squish yeah. in and can't move. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, because okay, maybe like we're pint sized in height, but <laughs> we're not spot, and our rear ends are definitely yeah. not. We're They're not like four people's worth. Yeah. <laughs> Just in height. We get stuck at the hips. I can't get out of the chair. I know. Someone met us in real life back in September and she was like wow, you guys are way shorter than I thought you would be. <laughs> I was like, okay, do I appear tall on camera? Oh, I remember we both like stopped and we were like, huh? And we like looked down at our feet and looked at each other. <laughs> what did we do to appear taller? Because <laughs> we are like the shortest people in any Sisters Enchanted crowd unless Jen is with us. <laughs> Jen, thank you. She's short. I'm making a ruckus right now because I'm moving my I'm moving my computer, so I'm probably causing all kinds of audio things that are not good. But it's rattling, and I can't continue to listen to it rattle. So, well, on my end, it looks like you're on a roller coaster. Oh yeah, I'm probably making all this background feedback <laughs> that is making people miserable. I apologize. Okay, no more rattling. Um, anyway, we we are here to talk about. Buying your first or next tarot deck, which is something Anna has a lot of experience with. Oh, man. <laughs> I do Anna have. is a tarot collector. Yes. Yeah, so we'll give you some background information on our experience and the purchase and use of tarot decks. So I, Sarah, <laughs> I, Sarah, <laughs> solemnly swear. I'm up to no good. Yeah. Um. So I started reading tarot when I was a teenager and I bought a tarot deck. It was in a kit that came with a palm reading book and you can buy it on Amazon and I never know what the name is off the top of my head, but I bought one used like last year because I don't know, I didn't know what happened to the original. And then I was at my mom's for Thanksgiving uh, in 2000, yeah, this past year. So like it feels like yesterday, like six months ago. 
And there was a box of my stuff in their like cubby storage space under their stairs. My mom was like, you need to get your box of stuff out of here. And so I looked in there and in there were all these college books from college. Also all of these witchcraft books I had bought in, in high school and my original tarot deck. So I had that one tarot deck and I actually didn't buy another one forever. Like I just had that tarot deck. And I think it's because at the time they weren't everywhere. Like you couldn't just go like now you can go to a bookstore. I mean, on a good day at TJ Maxx, you can probably find one. And, uh, they, that wasn't the case when I started reading tarot. So, and then like I went to college and I was, didn't find myself in the position to be buying lots of tarot decks and like Amazon wasn't a thing, you know? So I had the one and then I had, uh, we found this, uh, like metaphysical shop near us and I had bought another one and it wasn't really until the sisters enchanted and like the rise of Instagram that I was like buying tarot decks. So I found that I really am a tarot minimalist. I don't buy tarot decks unless I am like head over heels in love. And actually in all of 2019, I bought one tarot deck and I don't think I bought any in 2018 mm-hmm. at all. Um, so I come at this probably from a different perspective than Anna. Anna, do you want to share your tarot buying? <laughs> sure, sure. Although my tarot buying um, is, has gone down also in the last year and a half or so. Um, and most of the ones that are incoming are like backed decks that I backed a really long time ago. <laughs> I'm like still waiting to come. So um my journey with tarot was a little different because um, as we're going to talk about today, we're going to talk about like what's the easiest way to pick out your first tarot deck. Um, and I didn't like a lot of the suggestions that people made as a beginner's tarot deck. Um, and I wanted something different. I didn't like the original artwork. I like the original artwork, but when I would read with it, it didn't like make me feel very intuitive. And like Sarah knows, I struggled with learning tarot when I did. Um, and I had also, you know, hopped on the Kool-Aid bandwagon train writing in this idea, this notion that you can find a deck that's like your soul's deck, like the one that is like yours to connect with. And I can't say that that ever really happened to me. I do say that I do have favorites, but I went on this like binge buying, I need all the tarot decks. Uh, because I want to have the perfect one for me. I want the one that like sparks my intuition, that makes me feel like we are one. And also I'm like a a little bit of a history nerd. Um, And with all of that and mythology nerd, I'm also really drawn to different kinds of artwork. Um, So there was lots of tarot decks I wanted just because I was really interested in the art style um, and what it looked like. So I also collect for the art and not just looking for the right tarot deck. Um, But the funny story was, is when I went to go buy my first tarot deck, I had picked up a deck that there was like a, a um, sampler deck out on the counter. And I was like, oh, this is the perfect deck for me. And it was like a goddess tarot deck, which I wanted because like I just said, I love mythology. And I was like, this will be a great way for me to incorporate what I know with mythology and help me 
you know, best understand the tarot. And I bought the box that was next to the deck that was a goddess tarot deck um, and checked out and went home. And it was not the deck that was outside in the sample, you know, pile. It was a different goddess deck and it scared the hell out of me. There was like pictures in there that I was not ready for. I was deeply confronted <laughs> by it. And, um, and then, you know, bought other decks to like make myself feel better. But I still love that deck. And it just took some while to getting used to. Um, but yeah, for me, it turned into like a love of comparing the cards, you know, and especially the ones that I was unsure about, you know, like, um, like I just talked about in the last blog post, like the tower card, it confused me. And so every time I bought a new deck, I always looked at the tower card because I was like, what is this saying to me? Or I would look at, um, I really liked the hermit card and I would only buy decks. I really liked the hermit card. Um, and I wanted decks for different seasons and different times of year that I felt were easier to use, at least at the time. Now I kind of just freestyle and grab whatever deck I want. <laughs> but at first it was like this need to have the right deck for the right time for me and in in this mindset that I had. Um, I thought it had to be perfect and it most certainly does not need to be perfect. <laughs> you know what's really interesting to me knowing the two of us as I know the two of us? The more confident we are the more confident we've been in our intuition and the more content we've been in our ability, like in our, the more content we've been in just who we are as intuitive people and in our lives, the fewer things we purchase. Yes. <laughs> I can definitely pinpoint the times in life when we have bought lots of things and it's always been in a time of great discontentment. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you can, you can speak for sure to like, remember like when we first went to Salem, just like the two of us and we went to every shop and like, so we like saved for like a month. Like this is going to be my Salem money. And we went to every shop, especially me, not as much Sarah. Um, I am, I will say, I think that I am a witchcraft minimalist. You are. I probably well, am qualified. I don't buy things. No, but there was at one point, like when we would go and Sarah always blows my mind because she always picks like one or two shops where she like fills her cart and it's like this amazing purchase that I'm like, wow, that's so many things. And she gets like the free tote bag and like the free things because she like did, bought all the right things. Whereas I was more of like a, I'm going to buy this at this store and this at this store and this at this store and spend like 20 bucks at each store, which still adds up, which I don't know why I was always an alarm to Sarah's smart shopping, but <laughs> no, I am definitely, and we're totally getting off topic about choosing your first tarot deck, which we'll talk more about, but I firmly, I firmly believe you don't need, no, like you just need yourself to read tarot. You, you need tar a tarot deck, but um, I don't think you need all different ones. And I think, I, I actually think that having, like Anna's got an amazing collection of tarot decks and she loves them. I know that personally I have a, compared to Anna, a small collection of tarot decks, but there are many that I have not looked at, opened or used in years. And, you know, because of that, I like, that's also why I don't buy any because I just use what I use. <laughs> like the one deck that I'm using, that's just the deck that's out. And that's what I use. Um, so I think that I personally am a tarot minimalist and, but that said, if you know, you still, 
need to buy one that you mm -hmm. like and that resonates with you. Mm -hmm. um, so buying your first tarot deck, I think that, and this is one of the things we talk about in our tarot throwdown class and in all of our tarot classes, is that most, if you go online and you try to look up the meaning of a tarot card or like you just buy a book from somewhere, most of them are talking about the Rider-Waite-Smith system of tarot. And what is that? That is the one that has kind of the traditional imagery of the the fool with the like the stick with the the sack at the end and the fool's walking the, the lip yeah and uh it is i don't know it's the one that you see if you are like watching a movie typically and, and they're doing tarot cards i always remember this scene from the show lost a few years back where they pull out the um what is it the universal rider weight deck is that the one i have anyway it's got like the the blue and white checker pattern on the back or like plaid yeah. anyway yeah. and there's like a creepy scene where i forget his name but the bald guy is there's like, always ominous music and he's pulling the tarot cards and it's that deck anyway so that's like your standard deck but and it's i personally don't mind it i have no, nothing i think it's perfectly fine and i'm pleased as punch to read with that deck but many people don't like the images and if you don't like it then it might not be the best tarot deck for you. So I think our first piece of advice in choosing your first or next tarot deck um, is to ask yourself, like, do you, if you don't know tarot at all, then I really do recommend getting a deck that follows that same sort of imagery, the same story, and doesn't deviate much. Now, there's tons of those that are very different, beautiful, and fun and exciting. And then there's other ones that really, they take a lot of, leniency in the story, which is fine. But if you're brand new, what you're learning from the internet or book might not be helpful with the cards that you have. Right. Yeah. There are a lot of Rider-Waite-Smith, RWS, as we might shorthand when we're typing. Um, a lot of clones are exactly similar. Um, like Sarah said, she really liked the universal weight. And now I actually have a fondness for it, but it's like the one deck that I don't own. <laughs> Um, and that's not true. I don't own a lot of decks, um, but there are a lot. Like I didn't, I didn't love the the Rider Waite Smith um, deck. I liked the images, like I said, but there was something about when I pulled the cards, they didn't spark any interest in me. You know, like they didn't say like start reading, you're good to go. Um, but I did really love like the Morgan Greer Tarot and the Morgan Greer Tarot has like almost the same exact imagery, but maybe brighter colors and it's like a closer up view of it. So like people's faces are right in your face, what they're doing is right in your face um, and they were borderless. And to me that sparked a lot more interest in me in that deck. Um, and, but there are, there are lots. Um, I could list a bunch, but I probably shouldn't do that because we'll be here forever. <laughs> Yeah. So the, the tarot, it's told, it tells a linear story. Like there's a thing that happens and then another thing and another thing and another thing. They aren't just random cards. I mean, when we pull them, they're in a random order, obviously, or like universally placed order. <laughs> um, but they tell a story. And when we, when you buy a deck that doesn't tell the story that you're reading about when you're searching on the internet, taking a class, reading a book, it's just harder to learn. So I think that there's some questions you can ask yourself. One, um, 
does the deck you're looking at have people in it? If you're really, really new, brand spanking new, I highly recommend a deck with people. It doesn't mean you have to. The I think that the tarot deck that really brought tarot to the mainstream like it is now is the Wild Unknown Tarot, and it it features very few like people or creatures. It's, um, and decks that don't have people in them in the minor arcana suits are often called pip pip decks. So it's just like, if it's the five of swords, we'll just show five swords and nothing else. Um, but if you're totally new, or if you're feeling like you are trying to gain your sea legs with your intuition a little bit, having people, having images, like a story to, to see in the card can be amazingly helpful in activating your intuition and allowing you to make a connection to what you're seeing and what that means for you. So one thing is to ask yourself, you know, is the deck I'm interested in or is what I'm looking at? Firstly, is it a Rider Waite Smith storyline clone deck? And secondly, does it have people or animals right. <laughs> doing there? Is there some action happening? <laughs> yeah, and I would say to make sure to have really clear images. Like Sarah said, like the wild unknown is like was like it's almost like a pop culture status of tarot yeah with how cool it was and you know sarah and i both have one i would say that it was probably one of the first you know like when we started collecting well sarah doesn't really collect but i collect but when we were adding to our collections more than like our first set we both were like we're getting a wild unknown tarot um especially because yeah we just had to have it um but it it did take time to read with it i remember when i first started reading with it um, there, that there were some cards like the Ten of Swords and stuff that were hard to rationalize in your head what it meant because it tends to be a darker deck. I'm using air quotes for darker um, and have a pipish quality to it, meaning that there's not a lot happening in the pictures and you have to really let you know your intuition guide you into what that's saying. Um, but I will say too that like I know the Shadowscapes Tarot is a really popular deck. It's beautiful and a lot of people who are first starting like like geared towards wanting to use this deck but i remember when i opened it and started to use it the the paintings were so beautiful but they were so small that i like missed half of what i was seeing so when i would look they were such intricate things and they were so small that i was like what is even happening i didn't even get like a minute to ha to see everything or to feel what i was feeling i just got immediately overwhelmed so that's like a rider weight smith deck and some people love it right away but for me, it seemed really overwhelming and it's in my deck collection and I still rarely use it because it is beautiful. <laughs> it is beautiful. I mean, I, I have some of the art like, yeah, it's so pretty because it's beautiful. And, and one of my favorite ever tarot cards is in that deck. Um, but it's hard to read with. And that's why, like I said, I think I liked the Morgan Greer because it was so clear and in your face of what it was. Um, and I, I, I remember too, I bought Llewellyn's classic tarot. It's not called that anymore. <laughs> it has a new name. Um, but when I bought it, it was Llewellyn's classic tarot and it was all people, but I didn't love the imagery either of those Rider Waits and the cards. And they were on really thin cardstock and I actually used them to write notes on mm -hmm. when I would pull cards like flashcards because I bought it used for like $3 and I was like, I'm going to write that on this for like a yeah. cheap, cheap. <laughs> great strategy. Buy a cheap deck and write on it. Yeah. Um, so so our tips so far, one, Rider Waite Smith storyline, we highly recommend. You don't have to. I know plenty of people that read different systems. Like the Wildwood or the Dreams of Gaia Tarot, those are on their own system. And if you want to learn that deck and learn that system, then like totally do it. And that can totally be your deck. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just know yeah. that if you like sign up for our class <laughs> or if you buy a book or you Google search, 
what you hear is not going to be what you see in your deck. <laughs> right. You'll have to really look at those books. Yeah. And then add other things as you go. Mm -hmm. So one, um, consider that. Two, what are the images? Like, do you want to see people in action? Now, I personally love a deck that has imagery of people and things happening because I read tarot very intuitively at this point and I um, like do a lot of uh, like path walking, path working sort of work where you take a card and kind of imagine yourself stepping into it and see what's happening around you, which we have a whole class on that path walking and storytelling um, and having cards that show scenes and imagery is very useful for that. Um, so that's another thing. Another question to ask yourself is what is it that you, like, what is your, your imagery personality, I guess? So do you love animals? Are you a person who you feel like you can talk to animals and you love, you know, you feel like you just understand them when you see them? Maybe you want a deck that is all animals. There are decks that are all plants, but still follow the same story. There are very modern decks that have like modern working women as the imagery throughout the deck. Um, there's uh, the Everyday Witch Tarot is one that's really popular in our community. It is so, it's light, it's fun, it's it's very fresh and just, I don't even, I don't want to say bubbly, but it's it's just like, I don't know. I think it's easy to see yourself in them. Yeah, and like, like every card has like a witch. I'm using the quotes again, but yeah, it's very cute. It's a cute deck, and the images the images are so clear, and they very very closely align with the rider weight, but with a total fresh, fresh like you know coat of paint on them. Right. Um, but so asking yourself, like, what is it that you love? Do you love fantasy stuff? Do you love? This idea of like witches and striped stockings. Do you love animals? Like, what is it that you like? My favorite deck that I use pretty much all the time since I bought it. It's the only deck I've bought in, like I said, since in two, I bought one in 2019, none in 2018, and it's the Dark Mansions Tarot. And I freaking love that thing. And it's a Rider, Rider Waite Smith storyline. Um, but it's like kind of Tim Burton like. It's not associated with Tim Burton at all, but that's like that kind of like feel about it. And I freaking love that. So what is your prior to that? You know, I was in a really like, when I was pregnant with my second child and I was feeling very like lovey and sensitive and I cried over everything because I had a two year old and I was still breastfeeding and I was pregnant and I just was like emotional. And I was really into the line strider tarot, which is, uh, again, follows the Rider Waite storyline. It's like exactly, but it's all pastels and like watercolors and outlined drawings. And it's just very, it's light, you know, like the colors are actually light and it's even the, this cards where there's a lot of depth and sadness. It's, it's just, it's pretty and it has a different feel about it than like the dark mansions does. So I think asking yourself what, imagery what kind of imagery speaks to me and what do I want to look at all the time because when you're learning tarot you know and using it ideally you have your hands on those cards pretty frequently <laughs> so is it like think about it would you hang this on your wall would you want to live if this if you took these tarot cards and built a house and that was your wallpaper would you want to live within that do you want these images in your mind's eye do you want to dream about them when you're sleeping if not you know, don't spend your money on it. Like, I, I think you should love it. Like really love it. I see my top three, I was thinking of that while you were saying that the three decks that I probably use the most 
are Rider Waite Smith clones, essentially. And they are the Sasa Burrito Taro, Sasa Burrito, Sassy Burrito, no, it's the Sasa, Bur Sasa Burrito Taro. And because it is drawn in a cartoon style, but it's almost like anime-esque, and she doesn't shy away from the dark things, but she does have a lot of cute cards. And there was something about it that I was like, when I saw the pictures of it, I was like, that is a deck that I have to have. And I remember splurging for it and buying it right away. But it's got like beautiful gold trimmed edges and they're like hardly gold anymore because like I'm, I'm a serious shuffle, <laughs> like shuffler. And I like abuse my cards a little bit with shuffling. Um, the more wear and tear, the better. But like that deck just to me was just beautiful and the cartoon style it was very like their faces are very minimal but they're beautiful they're captivating and they tell a story and i use that deck a lot for myself and for other people um as well as um the way home tarot which is kind of like sarah was saying in the the line strider form that it's very like watercolory and light and there's a lot of things that we recognize today in the deck, like pollution and things like that, that speaks to problems that we have today, which are really easy to speak to people when doing readings. I probably use that card deck the most for other people readings, because it's really easy to speak to people on a level of what's happening now, you know, because it, it shows you the relevant issues now. Um, and then as far as like a straight up Rider Waite Smith clone, the Cosmic Tarot, which is very like 40s, 50s, like, <laughs> um, inspired looking um and i i love that deck and i don't even know if i love the artwork there's just something about that deck that like i started using it and i was like this is just amazing for me and i was able to use that like using the universal weight deck that sarah has and i was able to use that um in a way that really helped me read for myself and for others um and those are all rider weight smith clones I think that all very different ones. They're they three are. very different decks. I think that another thing to think about when you're buying a deck is that when you are on social media in particular, like you can see a lot of tarot decks and you might feel like, oh, that's beautiful and I need to own that. There are, Anna's got a lot of decks that like have some cards that I'm like, oh, that's really nice. But they're just, they're like not my style. But had I been just scrolling Instagram with like money in my PayPal, I may have bought, you know, and then not used. So I really really just say to just think like is this something that I would want to you know like really spend my time and energy with or is it something I just like to look at right now because there's you know just just consider that and also I think that we can kind of like trick ourselves into thinking that we love something and want it um and just follow your personality so if Anna Anna does most of our Instagram photos and if Anna's pulling some tarot cards and you're like oh I love those I should get them Anna's showing them you know, again, just what is your personality? So like, I am a very sort of, I'm a very silly, playful. I, I'm like, I have, I like the, what's that character with the sad, the, the clown with the sad face on the back and the happy face on the front. I'm definitely like a rocking pendulum between like, I'm going to freak the freak out and I'm going to make you laugh so hard you pee your pants. And I don't know, but there's not really an in-between. I am that person. But <laughs> in my tarot decks, like I love light, like even the dark mansions tarot, which is the dark mansions. Like I said, it's very Tim Burton-y. It's not actually like, it's not dark in like a 
dark sense really um and it's like a cartoonish kind of dark and i love that like the halloween because like the death card of that he's like a skeleton in a tuxedo yeah i know that's what i mean it's playful <laughs> and like the halloween tarot which is like i don't know was it like 12 bucks on amazon or something like it's not yeah. super like it's like a mass-produced thing I love that deck. It's so, it's cute. It's pumpkins and ghosts. And <laughs> I think it's so fun. The everyday witch tarot. Um, I, I do like the lion strider though. I haven't used it in a very long time. The traditional rider weight. I love um, the green witch tarot. That's probably like one of my, the only deck I use that's kind of more serious. If we were to even call it serious, <laughs> like that's probably my most like not silly <laughs> deck, but that like go with your personality. You know, you don't I have such weird decks. Yeah. Anna's got some things that I would never. <laughs> I'm like, like thinking and I'm like, what do I have? That's like light and airy. And I'm like, I'm the happy tarot, which like never gets used. No, Anna has all these like very serious, serious, mixed serious decks. And I'm over here like, where's my ghosties and pumpkins? <laughs> Yeah, but I also have like the DC and like a like a special made Marvel one. So I have a lot of yeah, I have a lot of very weird decks. I'm definitely drawn to like the strange and bizarre. Yeah, no, I love the Dark Mansions so much that I bought a bunch. Like I gave some away in a giveaway, and then I actually had one to give my daughter when she's older. Like I kept one aside because like that's how much I loved it. I was like, she shall love it as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my cards are scary like I shall force it upon her <laughs> like mine I I read for Sarah sometimes and I'll send her like screenshots of her reading she's like what even cards are you using and why are you sending me that <laughs> and I don't like use half of them for readings on people because they're just so weird <laughs> yeah I'm looking at my stack over there there's some crazy ones that I don't even know why I own them but I should probably just like I don't know donate them to people. I don't know who. Anyway, so, okay, so our tips on choosing your first deck. One, if you're totally brand new, we really recommend a rider weight system. You don't have to. Really highly recommended, though. Two, pick a system. Yeah, pick a system. Two, and know that there are systems. Two, um, what was two? <laughs> oh, people. People, places, action, animals, like, stuff happening more so than just pip cards we really recommend for a beginner again you can throw that out the door if you want like i said the wild unknown super popular um i have found and we've also we've taught tens of thousands of people tarot over the years and i will say that people who buy a deck like the wild unknown or that's just like a pip card deck they end up buying a different deck not all the time but often we'll hear from people i bought a different deck to learn with because like right. this is great and I love the images but I'm like totally not getting it so nice. um we do like we have heard that you know lots of times so that's not just us like you know random advice we've taught tens of thousands of people tarot and that's what we hear um so deck with people also what are what's your interest you know like there's the what's that the house the kitchen table tarot right isn't that or is that a book what's the housewife, the, the housewife tarot. tarot yeah the kitchen table that's a that's a book it's housewife a book. tarot um there's like a zombie one oh, i have I mean, a zombie one there's like kittens pandas habits like i don't know what do you want there is a topic <laughs> yeah, that satisfies true. your need <laughs> um so like what are you interested in and would you love to spend time with it because you're gonna need to spend time with it like there's um, like a game of thrones tarot and if yeah. like 
you like remember everything about Game of Thrones, then like that tarot deck might be really cool for you because you might pull a character and it'll have a description, like it'll be the Hierophant or something. Oh, and yeah. you could be like, I, I understand why that character is there a Simpsons tarot? There needs to be a Simpsons tarot. I have no idea. We're gonna look that up. Oh my gosh. Someone needs to make that. I don't know. There's lots of decks that need to be made. There was another deck I wanted a few years ago, and now I can't, like, it was an artist. I know you always wanted the one that was uh, made from the Night Circus book. Yes, but she only ever made, like, 100 copies of her and then never re-pursued it and makes me angry inside. Makes me angry inside. <laughs> no, there's another one. I know one of our community members has it. I will have to ask her. Anyway, I can't think of it right now. But anyway, find your thing. And if there's a Simpsons deck, I want to own it. Um, and uh, or like Star Trek. I'm getting crazy. Yeah. Um, what did I do with the Marvel Tarot? I found like images online, and I saw that it was like the Marvel Tarot. And then I like hunted down the artist and emailed her through her Etsy shop, and she's like, oh. I made prints of this like a while ago. I only made like 30 of them, but I'm thinking about doing a small reprint. And I just happened to tack on when she printed like 10 more. And people all the time are like, where did you get that? I'm like, quite honestly, I don't think that she's going to make any more. <laughs> like, so like I just happened to piggyback in and I found like an article online that was like six years old that yeah. she had made it. And That's just, how like, I was it. with that Night Circus tarot, that, the author of that book. I just always yeah. like, I keep stalking it. I'm like, are you going to finish this project? Um, Anyway, so those, yeah, that's, those are our tips on buying your first or your next. Don't feel like you need to buy everything everyone's showing. You totally don't. And uh, don't be overwhelmed by what's wrong and what's right. And don't let that notion of the idea that people say that everybody has a tarot deck for them. Don't let that control your search for a tarot deck to start with. Like start with something that is, I would say, affordable. Yeah, I was gonna, I was just thinking that don't break the bank because if you're don't like, oh, actually, I don't love this at all. <laughs> yeah, don't break the bank. Buy something that you're intrigued by, something that comes with a good guidebook that follows the Rider Waite Smith system. So that way you can write notes in your books, you can take classes online like our Tarot Throwdown that's coming up, and not be confused about what the heck is happening, you know, um, because you can always if you decide that this is a passion for you, you can always spend the money on an independent deck later that you want to splurge on, you know, to continue learning. Mm -hmm. But right now I would just say, go buy, you know, the universal weight, the, the radiant weight, go buy the steam punk tarot or the everyday witch tarot and that you can buy from a local bookstore or on Amazon and get it to you easy. Um, and don't stress out and don't break the bank over it being the perfect deck. Yeah, for sure. And don't feel pressured to buy one either just because everybody else has one. Right. Because let me tell you, I, Sarah, the founder and owner of the Sisters Enchanted, don't have every tarot deck. <laughs> and you know what? There's two. There's a lot of apps online that you can yeah. pay minimally for or pay nothing for that you can pull cards every day for where, without having to invest in a deck right away. Yeah, if you like it. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Some ideas on choosing your first or next tarot deck. And Anna's going to start showing some on the internet sometime. So keep your eyes peeled for that. As soon as I can get that camera angle just right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you, Anna, for chatting with me.
thanks, Sarah, for having me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in on this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. We have tons of tips on tarot over on our website at thesistersenchanted.com forward slash blog. Here on this podcast, we did a whole series walking you through the entire tarot story. You can go back and listen to those past episodes and also on our YouTube. And we do have our tarot throwdown class, which we are teaching live coming up in May. We teach it every year during our birthday month. The Sisters Enchanted will be four years old this year. We're super excited to get that going in our working away, planning on making it great fun and a really great experience for everybody involved. So share this podcast with a friend. If you love listening into it, give us a review on Apple Podcasts and help us get this out to more listeners. And until our next episode, we'll see you around the internet. And I hope that you have a magical rest of your day ahead.